failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Something I heard when I was really young, and now I put that into literally every aspect of my life. If I'm going to the gym, I want to make sure I'm stretched and I do a warm up. You don't want to pull a muscle or something. When I am even getting ready for bed, I want to make sure I've brushed my teeth and everything and I do some meditation, my journaling. I prepare for everything I'm doing in my life. When I sit down and do content, I take that very seriously as well. Once I started taking planning my content more serious, I started getting way better results. It's been so much easier to get more out of my podcast episodes, my short content, Instagram content, Facebook posts. Everything gets way easier when you prepare like a professional. So today I want to get into preparation for podcasters and how you can prepare to make better content, whether you're doing solo content or interviews. So the first thing is you got to, whether you're doing a solo episode or an interview, you have to make sure that this episode is going to be valuable to your audience. I always ask myself, how is this going to help my listener? If it's not going to help my listener, I don't really want to do it. I'm not really interested in that. I don't care how popular the guest is. If it's not bringing any valuable to them, I, I don't want to interview that person. Most of the time when I do those interviews, I go against my better judgment. I'll do the interview. And after I listen to it back when I'm editing, I'm like, man, this is not that good. It's just not as good to me when I'm interviewing people who I know don't fit my target audience. Even when I'm planning interviews, I always think, is this person a valuable guest for my business, for my brand, for my listeners? Do they fit the mold? And I'm not even saying it as if everybody has to agree with me or think like I do. I'm far from it. I don't even want that. But if that person doesn't have a clear way to convey their value, if they don't really have any social proof. I don't want to interview those people. And to be honest, I had my time where I would interview people like that. And it was terrible. I kid you not. One time I had an interview scheduled with this guy. Literally the morning of our interview, I started seeing all kind of stuff pop up about him being a scammer. And I was like, this is strange. This is random. And it wasn't like he was accused of somebody bought a course and they didn't get something. This dude was accused of like scamming millions of dollars. So I was like, okay, wait a second. If it's just been a course or two, that could be an angry customer. We've seen it. When you get past five, ten thousand, and you go to the millions, that's a different world. I'm sorry, that is a problem. And what's funny is I emailed him about an hour and a half or an hour before our interview. Say, yo, what's going on with this? What's up? He tells me, oh man, it's nothing. People just making stuff up. Blah blah blah. I was like, okay, it's not a real defense. He didn't say anything to put my mind at ease or anything. And then I was like, do you still want to do this interview? Because if you don't want to, I understand that. But if we did an interview, I would have to ask you about this stuff. I can't not address this. And then he responded, yeah, we could just cancel it. Lo and behold, I think two weeks later, he got arrested or something like that. Insane, like crazy. I kid you not. I can't remember the guy's name because it was one of those people that was selling courses, this and that, software stuff, embezzled some money out of his company, fraud, defrauded a bunch of people, all of that. Whatever it is, I say to all this to say, when you're planning out these episodes, the first step is asking about the value. You got to do that part. If you skip that, it will come back to bite you. This is also a good chance to talk about these other bigger podcasts in the business space, entrepreneurship, real estate, stuff like that. Some of these shows are known for interviewing people that are scammers, people that have literally lost cases in court. They have been proven by a judge to be a scammer. They, somebody paid them for a service or a product. They didn't get it. They were supposed to be investing this money for people. They didn't do that right. They just took the money and ran. 
and these people still can pay, I've heard as high as $50,000 to be a guest on these podcasts, get all this publicity. And I say all this to say, if you're a podcast host, this is why you got to research your guest. One thing you don't want is to be the show that's known for bringing people on that are scammers. You don't want to be that person. That's a bad look because you can't really come back from that. I can say as a listener, once I know this person, that person has been on your show as a scammer, that's a bad look. And I think this happens because some podcast hosts are just too lazy to do research. You got to do research. That's why step one is figuring out, is this going to be valuable for your audience? Is this solo content going to be valuable? Is this guest going to be valuable? And when you're asking that, part of the value part ties into their social proof. Have they done what they say they've done? Do they have people that vouch for them? Are they consistent in their business or did they just make up a bunch of stuff and start selling a product? Truthfully, that's what most of these people in the business space are doing. So if you have a business podcast, especially you have to do your research. I'm telling you, you don't want to be known as a show that just has anybody on just because they have X amount of followers or reach. That's not a good look. And in the long run, I can promise you it will impact your brand negatively. And that's just something that's really hard to recover from. Now, after you're clear about the value of the episode, then you need to sit and think for a second, what will my audience think about this? And what I like to do, I use a pod central planner. You can go and create a free account, start doing all of this, check it out. It's free. It's a link down below, get your free account, start planning your episodes because then you can download that PDF and you can post a whole PDF. You can take a screenshot of certain parts of it. You could literally just post your episode concept is what I call it. You can share that to different communities, different, your Twitter account on Instagram captions and your stories. That's a great place. And just ask people for feedback, right? One example is you post the mock title for your episode. It may not be the finished title. It's a working title. Five ways to do blank. Post that in your Instagram story and you ask people, hey, do you have questions about this topic? What do you want to know more about? Are you struggling with something in this area? That's going to get you more engagement and feedback on the content. Number two, what this does is it gets people seeing more of your content on that platform. That's always great. Number three, now those people will be looking out for that episode. If they DM you and say, let's say they look at it on your Instagram story and they swipe up and say, yeah, I'm glad you to make an episode about this. I've been trying to figure this part out, blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's great. I'll make sure I cover that in the episode. Now in a week or two, when you put the episode out, they might just go and listen, or you can tell them right there. Hey, look, I know you had questions about this. I made sure to answer you on the show, go and check it out. And you send them a link. That's the way you can really grow your show. So it's funny because planning your episodes more effectively is marketing. Like it's marketing because what you can do for every piece of content is go and promote it before you put it out. You can make the episode card for it and post that on Facebook and say, Hey, what questions did you have? Or what do you think about this? Like just getting people's feedback and their engagement on your content helps it grow. Having these conversations nonstop, it just helps it just continue to spread. I can say, I love this promotion strategy because for me, I want people to give me some kind of feedback before I go and make something. I learned from making courses, landing pages, all kind of stuff. You got to get people to give you feedback on what you're going to make before you make it. And you can literally just ask them. Now, one good way to do this is to go to Facebook groups. Now, it's a correct way to do this, and it's a very wrong way to do it. You don't want to go into the group and say, hey, I'm putting out an episode on this thing. What do you think about it? What questions do you have? That is clearly market research. You don't want to do that. 
So what you want to do is position it as if you already had an episode planned out and you want them to tell you if it's good or not. One thing people love to do is tell you if something is good or not. That's what they love to do. So instead of going in and asking that kind of question, which is really open-ended, you go in and say, hey, here's the concept for the episode. Here's some of the key points I want to cover. What do you think about this for episode to address this main problem? Then they have to have a perspective of right or wrong. That gives some people, most people to raise their hand because if they agree with you, they want to agree and shout that out. If they disagree, they want to be even louder. So you want to give them a chance to share their perspective on your content. Now, this is great because you're not sharing a link to your content, but you're sharing just concepts to really spark a conversation. Once you do this so many times in a lot of different ways, you start to build that engagement. And some of those people that are in that community will join your community. Some of the people that may not even fully agree with you on everything are going to be giving you feedback and everything. And those are going to be the main supporters of your show. I've seen this so many times. That's why I love this process so much. So again, when you go in a group, don't say things like, hey, I'm going to put on an episode on three ways that you can grow your small business. That's Don't do that. Don't do that. What questions did you have about growing your small business? That's terrible. You could say something like, on the next episode of my business show, we're going to talk about three secret ways to grow your business. Strategy one, two, and three. If you're a business owner, what are the ways that you've tried to grow your business that have failed? Now you get people to share their stories and their perspective. So they feel like they're a part of the content. That's the approach you want to have. So in all, I think it's really important to start planning your content more effectively and just being more prepared to record, whether you're doing a solo content or the interviews. Like that's a huge thing. I've seen some people like my guy, Rocky Buckley, he does this really well. If he's going to interview somebody, he will take their picture and post it in his community and ask people, hey, I'm interviewing. What questions did you have? That's perfect. You could do that for somebody high profile or low profile. So let's say I was interviewing somebody that has an agency where they help businesses grow through Facebook ads, right? Just something that's very universal. You couldn't post that guy and say, hey, I'm having so-and-so on the show. What do you want to know? That's just not good enough. The sell has to be harder, right? So what you do with somebody that's lower profile, you say, hey, I'm interviewing this industry expert on this specific topic. What questions did you have? Now, anybody is thinking about running Facebook ads or they weren't ready to grow their business. They might be looking at this as one of the strategies. They might be looking to hire an agency. Now they're going to be paying attention to your content because you just pose that question in a different way. Again, you want to position it correctly so that you don't get kicked out of communities and you drive engagement because all those people that engage with you, I'm pretty sure... Most of them wouldn't be mad if you emailed them a week or two or messaged them or whatever, two or three weeks later even, and said, hey, I want to thank you for helping me put that episode together. Here's the link. You can check it out. Simple. You're not asking them for anything. You're not selling anything. All you're doing is presenting that value that they were a part of building. This process takes time to figure out your own way and tweak things a little bit, but it's worth it because then you start getting gold from communities. And my favorite part about all of this is it doesn't have to be my community. I love that I can go to this space and that space and engage with my ideal listeners, my ideal customers, and bring them so much value across all of, they're not even in my community. But me being able to go to other communities, I can share a lot more insight and stuff, and it just works really well. And again, you're avoiding being salesy. You don't have to sell anything. You ain't got to sell them on the podcast. Don't do any of that. So that's a simple process for planning your content. Now, if you really want to take it next level, 
you got to check out Pod Central. We made the planner completely free. You can go in there and put in your working title, your keywords that you want to use, your research points, your stories you want to tell, call to action, everything. Put in that planner. You can download that, send it off to your guests. You can share with your co-host really easy. So if you're ready to really go next level, this is only for the serious people. Check out Pod Central. It's linked down below, completely free. Go and set up your planner now and get started.